0: out what to say for ourselves this week. Welcome to Helen Pot. 69 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly and I'm joined this week by Andres. Hello, welcome. An English down. Hello. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a relatively quiet one because as we discussed last week, possibly after we end up recording, uh, the title's been decided. Mm-hmm. We've reviewed that already. The season isn't over yet. That's happening next week. So not really sure what we're going to talk about. Anyway. Well, the so season hasn't
1: has ended. What has ended is the the, the league, the first division league. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is odd. We have talked about that many times, but yes. Uh.
2: And um, still a few big games though, both which have happened and which are coming up next week. So, yes. I thought we can indeed. waffle on in yeah. our usual uh, manner for a while.
0: I'll give you the scores in a second. Um, there was something else I was going to say as well. Yeah, and as Dan pointed out, I think almost definitely off the record last week. Uh, because I think it was something you said afterwards after Andres had left as well when we were just having a drink um, the, the AFA have got or well, not the AFA but the uh, Liga Professionale have, have put the Copa and the Liga the wrong way round this year mm. we have discussed the fact that they're the opposite way round from the last couple of years uh, chronologically previously the Copa and the Liga has been the first half of the year and the Liga has been in the second but what Dan pointed out last week was that we wouldn't have all of this dead time at the end of the league season if they'd done the Copa first and, and the league, if rivera won the league with three and matches to go in November, mm. then the remaining matches would have been do or die for continental qualification, Yes. do or die for uh, relegation. And as it is, that stuff's going to be decided at the end of the group stage of the Copa de la Liga, not even at the end of the season. And so it's all going to feel like a little bit Unless of Arsenal
1: qualified to the semi-final, yeah. which will be... Crazy, but uh, mm. if if not, they will be. They will have cut their possibilities mm. because they Perhaps their rivals will play,
2: and they not. They won. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all askew. Um, wasn't very well thought out. No, indeed. Weirdly enough.
0: Anyway, let's get on with the results from last weekend. Those were San Lorenzo nil, Argentinos Juniors two. I hope you were sitting down for that one. I should have warned you beforehand, really. <laughs> Estudiantes 4, Belgrano 0, Platense 0, Huracán 1, Atlético Tucumán 1, Independiente 0, Defensa Justicia 3, Sarmiento 0, Rosario Central 3, River 3, Benez-Sarsfield 0, Union 0, Tacheres 2, Gimnasia 2, Banfield 2, Godway-Cruz 0, Racing 3, Central Cordoba 1, Boca 2, Newell's 1, Barracas Central nil Arsenal nil, Colón 1, Tigre 3, and Instituto 2, Lanús 1. Something that um, we had, of course, mentioned San Lorenzo's very tight defence indeed, um, but something that I had overlooked until I saw the highlights of Argentino's 2-0 win in Bajo Flores was that uh, Francisco Metili's goal, he's, well, he scored twice, in fact, so the first of his two goals, for Argentinos, was the first goal that San Lorenzo have conceded at home in the league this year.
2: That's yeah. yeah.
0: Um I saw it on the little match graphic afterwards and thought I'd better go and double check that before I say it on the podcast. And I've gone through and it's true. They have conceded a few in the Sudamericana um, at home, but not in the league.
2: And even with that Metilli double, they still only conceded 11 in 26 games in the league. Yep. I think he's he one, of
1: the, very many. one of the good players or good players that have good performances in a silent way because you don't will, you, you won't say oh, González Metili like, uh, I know a, a Boca or a River because he's, of course, played for Argentina Juniors and his former uh, among other clubs uh, Central Córdova, Santiago Estero which is another club with no press at all but... Uh, uh, I think he's one of the, the those players that which played well and perhaps no one or you know, the Argentinos Juniors supporters may have talked about him.
3: Mm,
0: yeah, um, and it's a win that puts Argentinos up into the, for now, the continental qualification spots. Again, not that it matters that much. We have, after all, got one match of the season left, so who really cares who is in the continental qualification spots because there are still loads of games to be played. Um, Those go all the way down to 10th place, by the way. So, just briefly run you through the standings before we talk, because we've not talked about the the full 10 during the season yet. River, of course, have already won the league, and therefore are first. Uh, Tacheres are second on 49 points. That's nine behind River. San Lorenzo are still third, three behind Tacheres. Defensa y Justicia, fourth on 44 points. Estudiantes and Lanús are separated on goal difference in fifth and sixth. They're on 42 each. Central, that's Rosario Central, and Boca Juniors both have 41 and are 7th and 8th. And Argentinos Juniors are on 40, and Godoy Cruz are on 38. Mm. Just behind them are Racing, and um, just behind Racing and Barracas Central, only
2: three points off Correctly. Copa
0: Sudamericana qualification as it currently stands. Mm. So if they have a good
2: group stage. Mm, yes. I think Boca and Racing would have taken that halfway through the season when mm. they just couldn't buy a win. Um, both of them got back on track pretty well in the end. Um, but because
1: the one who is in the fourth, uh, which is the last spot for the Copa at this point, uh, got the the, because Boca has won four four games in a row, and they yeah. they, they are going closer to that to that zone.
0: Mm, indeed, but before we get to Boca, I, I think we should also talk about Racing because for all of Downs moaning about the poor form and for all of the fact that they have lost some key players that are currently in a bit of a lull before some other key players, or probably key players, come in um, when the uh, registration window opens. They're now, is it ten matches unbeaten? Ten matches unbeaten, well, It yeah. seems like this switch of system that Gargo has implicated is starting to pay off. And Absolutely. The kids are alright.
2: And the only defeat in that run was a way to Copa Libertadores champions Flamengo in a very unlucky defeat mm. and they'd gone unbeaten in their three games before that so one defeat in 14 games to kind of really push out of that horrible spell they had mid-season uh, very good um, and the trick as Sam says yeah a bit of a change of system moving to a three a man kind of centre back line with um, roving wing backs and also just handing over to the kids in uh, some sense, we found out that Tomás, Avilés and Santiago Quidos, combined age of 39 between them, uh, or one Paulo Guerrero, if you like, um, were actually a lot better than the the people who tried that, who tried um, to have a guy before that. Uh, Jonathan Galvan, uh, Emiliano Ensua who had horrible seasons alongside um, the veteran... Uh, so that really kind of tightened uh, Racing up and it also allowed Gonzalo Piovi to just become this ridiculously talented yeah. jack of all trades. Who goal scoring wing back, we always knew Goal him, scoring wing back slash playmaker, free kick taker extraordinaire. Um, mm. Who's just done everything since he's been freed a little bit from from those shackles of, uh, of centre back. Um, so yeah, very very encouraging. Still, you'd think a few players need to come in. I know we're waiting for Agustin Almendra, who's been pretty much locked in for Racing since February, I think, but obviously mm. they couldn't register him um, because it was already halfway uh, or partway through the Liga season. Um, and we'll see what happens. Martegani, the San Lorenzo guy, seemed like he was coming. Now apparently he either has interest from Europe or San Lorenzo are inventing interest from Europe to, uh, to try and get I, I the think price up a bit.
1: I think that the Galvan was going to uh, leave Russian and sign for San Lorenzo, but in the middle there was something strange like Argentinos wanted to see if he. Well,
2: yeah, he, normal transfer nonsense.
1: Um, because he, he uh, belongs to Argentinian Juniors and, and they uh, were awoke seeing whether uh, they wanted him back or not. And uh, Galvan yeah, in the I middle
2: see. is a racing and he could go to San Lorenzo but, but that. Yeah. So in the meantime, let's trust the kids, we've had Agostino Ojeda who played the blinder against Central Corba, admittedly I could only watch the second half of this game because the first half I was stuck. With 30 screaming kids at Noël's fourth uh, fourth birthday party. Happy birthday, Noël. Yes, four years Happy old. Happy birthday. Mm. Um, but very encouraging, you know. It's not a team that you think, oh, this is uh, a Copa Libertadores winning team. But there's some in there. Mm. Um, uh,
0: did I see on your Twitter just before I came out, while I was um, sending the tweet asking for questions, that Abiles is off to join... Messi.
2: Yes, as far as I understand, this is a personal request of Messi's. Yeah, He's a huge Messi. Thomas Avila's fan. I believe he has uh, his uh, number six racing shirt somewhere in his um, vast collection. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, yeah, it seems that Inter have made a godfather-esque offer too good to refuse. You know, nine, ten million dollars for a 19-year-old. Oh, boy, boy. Who has played twenty games? Centre um, back in as the well, first team. Well. Centre back slash number five. Mm. Um, from what I've seen of Inter Miami and the general kind of level they've played so far with Messi, he shouldn't really have any trouble adapting. Um, and yeah, I love the kid. Would love for him to stay to the end of the year, but there are certain realities, you know. That is just too much money to turn down for. A, for a teenager,
0: is it likely to harm Racing's prospects of keeping this run going? Did, like, do you think that as a unit they have become strong
2: enough to take the blow of losing one player? I mean, I guess they just have to find another child to, to throw <laughs> into the middle there and hope that Sigali's calming presence um, does the job. Mm. Uh, I think you know if they somehow don't win the Libertadores, the loss of one teenage centre back is not going to be the reason for it. Uh, but it's a shame you would have liked to see him you know get at least until the end of the year but such is football very sadly yeah
0: that's the way the world turns mm. for Argentine football clubs uh, I said that we would talk about wrestling before we talked about Boca so having talked about wrestling let's move on to Boca they got a 2-1 win at home to Newell's old boys it was a little bit more comfortable than that scoreline makes it mm. suggest because Newell's goal came in the 92nd minute um, so Bocker were Fairly comfortably Tuning up Goals from Oh yeah An own goal From Lucas Osho. So uh, It was a cross From I think it was Valentin Barco Yes uh, a cross? Oshos kind of Tried to catch And fumbled into his own A knack. cross
1: were a slash shoot But yes yeah, but it, yeah, He
0: got hold of it Nicely didn't it? Yeah. Either way yeah. You get the kind of General idea Of yes, If Oshos
1: wouldn't have uh, Done nothing Perhaps the ball Would
2: not have mm. Got into net, the net but. Mm. Then, Yeah I think the own goal a little bit harsh There you could could have spared the keeper's blushes yeah, and bigged big du- Barco a bit by giving it to him. Well,
0: Barco, you know, as with any own goal, the attacking player has to do something to, to force it and Barco yes. then picked off an assist as well in the second half for Christian Medina. Yeah, lovely cross. Uh, the Absolutely. first minute lovely of the second cross. half instead with a really nice cross from quite deep for Christian yeah. Medina to stretch for and get to a, get his head on.
2: And I'd don't almost say Oshus was more at fault for that goal because really good cross, really good anticipation from Medina, but he was just left flapping a, a yeah. ghost, basically in in the middle of his area. There was one goal this week. We'll
0: get onto it later. I think it might have been one of the ones Tascheris has conceded, where the goalkeeper was just, just, what on earth are you doing, man? <laughs> have you kept goal before? Or are you aware that you're allowed to use your hands? Um, but yeah, overall, Boca. We're fine, it was another yeah. win at the 1 1 era for them. That is what they do more often than not. But with
1: the kids getting more involved in the, in the game or well, scoring the goals, Medina is mm. one who is scoring quite often mm. and not not being a striker, which is not good for Benedetto, perhaps, but good for him.
0: Indeed, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's six wins in the last seven matches for them now. The only one, the only blip on that record is the draw with Union, um, and of course, the The eighth match, eight matches ago, was that 4-0 thrashing by Godoy Cruz. And to think Uh, we
2: scoffed, to think we scoffed when Barco suddenly turned up as a left winger, kind of left, Mm. left side of forward. You know, this is a symptom of just how desperate Boca are, but he's flourishing in it, possibly because he is actually um, a better attacker than he is defender. Um, But he's given me kind of young, very... Southampton, Gareth Bale kind of vibes at the moment. Just fearless when he gets the ball. Just like that throwback, the quick left winger bombing down the, the flank. Really good to see. You don't see a lot of them players in mm. modern football now.
0: No, it's interesting to see a young, uh, non-inverted winger as well. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. the actually yeah, going outside because that's his stronger foot rather yeah.
1: He could be the, the next, perhaps, to to, uh, to be sold because he has potential. In the meantime, uh, Rategi and, of course, not play for Boca, but mm. Boca had part of the transfer. And uh, Luis Vázquez has, has been sold. Yes. So, yes, his money, when Boca, well, recently have signed their contract with a new sponsor, but it looked like Boca Warren uh, wasn't... Uh, getting a lot of money because of the, for things that uh, when Angelici was the president wa- was quite often perhaps. Mm.
0: Where's Roteggi gone by the
1: way? To Genoa. Genoa. Yes. Ah, oh, okay, right. So I he's left the Genoans for Genoa. Just okay. for Mancini's pleasure because Mancini's uh, um, suggestion for Rettegui was to play in Europe and he will play in Italy. So. Indeed, yes.
0: Mm. Um, no, I saw a picture of him in his new kit but he was yes. kind of Standing with his back to the camera pointing at his ah. name on the back of the shirt so I didn't see the badge. Uh, mm-hmm. And it looked obviously I'm not surprised here is gentleman because it didn't look unlike Tigre in terms of the colours of the <laughs> shirt. So I was like, oh he's moved from one Blue and Red team to another. Yeah, one, he could have signed
1: for a basel of Sutron, which is hmm. Yeah, but I, like I was
0: assuming it was an Italian club because of all the
1: noise that there was around him and the fact that he was playing for them. But um could have
2: been Cagliari, I guess. It could have been, yeah.
1: Um, I think the one who won be some fol- that follow this with because signing for Anderlecht, mm. I don't know whether it's well pronounced, but Belgium, well, it's a champion of Belgium, I think, but uh, anyway. I'll, I'll try and listen out, because we're going to be going to be in Belgium a bit later this year. Oh.
0: Um, in Bruges. Bruges. Don't want to offend anybody, so I'll Brugge. say it both ways. Bruges. Bruges. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, tr- I'll try and try and... Attempts to hear a local say the word and left at some point during my stay, <laughs> and I'll let you know how it's pronounced. Um, nice. So Tigre, since we were just talking about one of their centre forwards, they've also lost Macunocolideo like in the centre, uh, yeah, in, in the centre forward market, no, the transfer market, uh, who has now signed for River. Yes. Mm-hmm. And There was a lot of talk about this last week. We might have mentioned it in passing, but it was going to happen, uh, but it has now happened. Um, so they've got some. Reworking of their squad to do and they started off quite well in the post-Rategui era they've managed to score some goals and they scored three of them from three different players Tomas Badaloni Blas Aramoa and excuse me what I burp Agustin Cardoso in a 3-1 away win over Colón so it's a little bit fortunate to have those particular opponents um, at the start of a new strikerless era but Badaloni looked from the quite limited highlights I saw of the match, he looked like he did all right up top. It's a slightly different role from what he's played before.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, he generally is a guy who gets goals. I remember in Godoy Cruz, you know, he was never a Rategi type scorer, but always popped up and and got the odd one. Uh, so it gives you something around the books, definitely. Um, I think, you know, with teams like Tigre, this is always going to be the downside of basically renting players instead of mm. actually being able to buy them, you know. I'm sure they got something for Rodeggi and something for Colillo, but um they're probably not gonna be able to get two other players of that calibre uh to replace them and it's just that that cycle, kinda of that spiral we all know so well, you know, our team does well, gets a few results together, their team gets picked apart and they always seem to come out of it just a little bit worse than than before. Yep.
1: Bad news for them apart from that is that they were they will have to re- rebuild their attack and with not a lot of money because Khalidio was on loan from team Inter and RTI, well was part of them and the other part was uh, uh, the owner was Oka, so hmm. That's Inter uh, Milan. Inter Milan. Oh, Milan. Yeah. I thought it was
0: yes. for some
2: reason. No. I didn't realise it was Inter. Yes. And yeah, he got signed by Inter very, very young. It's strange uh, because...
1: Uh, and it's strange because something that the Argentinian clubs used to used to do, which is to sell a player and to keep a, a, like a percentage of the mm. of the transfer. In this case, River uh, uh, bought the 100, the total of the transfer, five million dollars, something like that. But Inter, I don't know how is the contract in that point, but uh, kept like plus value. I don't know how to. Do.
0: Inter will get a share of the profit. If, the if River XL.
1: resells. What do,
0: you do in the future. Yeah. So, so the way that the sort of percentage thing that Andres just described works is really, for our European listeners, you'll be more familiar with it, as just, uh, they get a chunk of the next transfer fee. So if they keep 20% of the player's registration, then they get 20% of the next transfer fee. Uh, and I think that the plus the valia means that, rather than getting 20% of whatever River's selling for, they will get 20% of the profit that River make. Yes. Um, so if river selling for 15 million, Inter will get 2 million because that's 20% of 10, which is the profit yes super mm-hmm. um, we've got one of the big five left to go still before we reach mm-hmm. River and it is Independiente and I'm looking down this list up and they down lost. it and I couldn't one minute let it go yes. to and... and they were delighted mm-hmm. delighted I tell you with the referee's decision to award a penalty <laughs> 19 minutes in <laughs> Stone <Storm-oop. laughs> um, from which Marcelo Estigarribia scored the only goal of the mm-hmm. game I have to admit that you, you might have already been able to tell that this is one of the weeks where I actually remembered to watch a highlights package Ooh. before coming to record. Um, I was fascinated by that decision. I
2: mean, I the mean, guy basically blew he, on him, right? That was uh, about he, the um, from what I he could sent see, the contact.
0: From what I could see, quite a deep cross-slash-diagonal was mm. sent into the box. Independiente's um, defender, I think it was, okay, Brian Guiche, Um Came over and cleared the ball, hmm. and might have followed through and sort of brushed with his leg, or might have not made contact at all. The angle that we got on the highlights package wasn't very good. I watched TNT's um, highlights package, and um, and then the, the the guy fell over, and that was it. <laughs> that was a penalty, apparently. Um, it's kind of a ridiculous decision, really. At least as far as I could see.
2: It's fine. Independiente yeah. but loads of penalties in this year. It's about time um, one call went against them. <laughs> yes,
1: they, they've had all of the luck so far this year. At least, well, there was some, of course, or protest because of the penalty awarded to to Atlético Tucuman. But the good news—I don't know whether we we talked about that or, or we mentioned that it was weeks ago that in the event the calls uh, pays part or total of the money they owe to America, the hmm.
2: Mexico. We did mention that. No, okay. yeah Yes. Um, not that it's done much good in signing players so far. No. Um,
0: the registration window only opens after the league's finished, though, right? So these players that we're talking about signing, like Colini off the River. And, yeah, they won't play next they, weekend. They're not in the final be playing game game this weekend. Africa, so no. They're going to be playing in the Copa del when that kicks off, which is going to be at the end of August. Yes, a few weeks. and in the continental competitions, yeah, it's got so. the knockout oh, stages yes, course, for those yeah. uh,
1: teams. That's everyone. why Boca is uh, trying to. To make a money, travel as soon as possible because at, until, they have time until Saturday, to
2: uh, sign players in the in the list, and I believe oh, yeah, that team can make five additions or modifications. Right. Uh, from the list uh-huh. of the Saturday.
0: Well, that's one um ongoing transfer saga. I think this qualifies now by hundred pot <laughs> standards as well. That yeah, we mentioned it two weeks ago because it was on the TV. It's definitely yeah. happening tomorrow, um and. Ending Cavani still has not signed for Boca, but we are now told he will definitely be signing for Boca in the next what is it Thursday
1: night now? So Friday, Saturday, forty-eight hours. Is to do tomorrow or Saturday so that they can sign him for <coughs> indeed Copa. Um,
0: The other bit member of the Big Five are of course River, who fielded a mostly second string or young player. or oh, it's not really as young as. Some of the pundits are making mm-hmm. out. But
1: no, there was three changes there. It's era, kind of
0: but... a very much a mixed team and yes. just reigning goals in Narosito. Mm-hmm. Central, because of San Lorenzo losing to Argentinos, Central are now the only team left unbeaten at home in this league campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In spite of conceding three to the champions, in fact, they made River wait. Uh, Pablo Solari got a 97th minute equaliser to make it 3-3. Um, the other goals were Alejo Belis of Central, Salomon Rondon pulling one clear, Paolo Guerrero oh. equalising for River in the second half, five minutes in.
1: That is not fair because Paolo has not. I mean, he's not playing more fair anymore. Is, no. Fair
2: is fair, Andres. I mean, I accept going. I accept defeat with great resentment.
0: If if uh, if Guerrero didn't have the, the staying power, then that's his own problem. I don't believe
1: you lost to Rondon. Well,
2: it's <laughs> uh Everything about guerrero summit Racing is was frankly unbelievable. Yeah,
1: right right.
0: Uh, Alejo Adelis got a second in the 74th minute. Pablo Solari equalised for River with 12 minutes left. And then Luciano, well, 12 minutes plus stoppage time left. Uh, Luciano yeah. Ferreira made it 3-2 to Central. So, in fact, at no point were River ahead. Mm-hmm. And then Solari got his second
1: of the game, as I said already, in the 7th minute. Also. It's incredible that Jose has suffered... The same thing against Boca and River because in both matches were seven minutes of additional time, mm. and the, both had they got the equalizer. And of course, in the, barely in the end of the, of the of the of that time. Uh, well, in, in this case, I don't remember Boca uh, case, but in this case, of course, there will be protests and crying and that. But in this case, of course, balls balls missing and a player who thrown into the floor. To uh, thrown himself twice or or three times in a short time uh, space of time so yes it was in this case it was deserved that the minutes that the the referee added and another minute to add to that added time because of this uh, losing time from
2: Rosario Central
3: yeah what a
2: season for Central I have to mention it because it's amazing like they've picked up almost as many points in just this league competition as I did in the Copa Liga and Liga combined last year. Mm. Um, yeah, it's almost
0: as if Carlos Torres maybe wasn't the managerial genius we all had him down. As I'm being heavily sarcastic.
2: Yeah, but aside from that, just trusting the kids, trusting guys, you know, like Alejo release. Really yes, to, I was just about been to say. Absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he came back from a fairly underwhelming. Mm. Uh, Sudamericano at the start of the year had a fairly underwhelming Under-20 World Cup yeah. here in Argentina um, later on in the year but obviously playing for a not particularly good team managed by a not particularly good manager mm. uh, but since the World Cup especially he's really kicked on um, I think he's going to be one of the maybe not well definitely not this, com- this, this current summer in inverted commas, mid- middle of the year mm. transfer window Um, probably not in the winter slash end and beginning of the year transfer window from the European perspective either but it wouldn't surprise me if this time next year we're talking about him going to a middling to big European club
2: no definitely Uh, he seems to have it he's just got that killer instinct in front of goal brilliant in the air beautiful with his seat as well Um, now really enjoyed watching him and Central play this year just Feel vindicated because they were my outside tip for a team that looked like they could do something, um, and they've just been really, really good, really, really fun to watch. Really, in aside fact, from I... everything, which is something you can't say for a lot of the teams in the uh, Liga Profesional.
0: Yeah, obviously, this time last week we were talking about how much fun their match against Racing was to watch, and no yes. we really want one, and this has been three times as many goals. Absolutely, this one.
1: In fact, I, I don't remember other players who played the World Cup, the Andean Chinese World Cup, and then continued being great in the, in the Liga uh, professional. Oh, Aviles. Yes, well, Aviles could be, uh, I think, Infantino, well, yes, there are a few, there are a few, yes. But uh, <laughs> at this uh, half, the well,
2: no, there aren't four or five, uh, there are three. <laughs> um, I um, in saying, Luca looking. Romero and the European guys' defence, yeah, the their season was already finished. Indeed. So yes. they didn't have much chance to come back. Yes. But, yeah, I, I get you say. It's not easy to come back from you know the intensity of a World Cup and just jump straight back into competition. But a few of these kids, they've, they've done it, yeah. Mm.
0: Play. I mean, at their age, they should be able to. They should be full of beans. Mm. And it was a home
2: World Cup. I mean, they could just stay at their mum's house like always. Indeed.
0: Um, and since I've mentioned the goalkeeping... Pie on face moment earlier. We should talk about Tasheris' gymnasia a little bit. It finished 2 2. Um, Tasheris went 2 0 up through Nahuel Bustos and Gaston ben- Benavides um, just 18 minutes in. And then a double from Eric Ramirez, the second of which, as I said, was just atrocious goalkeeping from Guido Herrera. <laughs> um, got the points for, no, sorry, not from, yes, from Guido Herrera, of course. Um, and a share of the points for Gymnasia, so well done Gymnasia I think that we're going to take a half time break now, this is going to be a relatively short episode, we're recording a little bit earlier than normal as well and in the second half we will tell you why that is, so don't go away Argentina will be taking on South Africa in their second match of the Women's World Cup, and unfortunately, it's already do or die for Argentina's qualification prospects. Because, as you <coughs> may already be aware, uh, on <laughs> Tuesday, Monday yes. night, so Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, Tuesday or evening.
2: early morning,
0: Monday three a.m. Yes. Argentina time. Um, so yeah t- Tuesday afternoon slash evening in New Zealand where it was played um, Argentina lost their opening match 1-0 to Italy who th- 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 were a, a maybe I wouldn't say lucky because it was a very evenly balanced game but it, it was a frustrating one I ended up yes. watching all of it
1: I-, I thought I'd stay up for the first half and it was so gripping that I loved <laughs> the, the second <laughs> half as well the only distraction they had it was they paid it so, Spencer so Yeah. Um,
0: Cristiana Giurelli scored a header with three minutes to go for which Vanina Correa was just flat-footed. She, she just seemed to plant her feet at just the wrong moment as the cross I mean, is coming in. she 45 now. Uh, she must be not very far off that. She is 39. So, it. in fact, no, she's not 45, but she's turning 40 in just over two weeks' time. Oh. 14th of August is her birthday. Um... So, yeah, she couldn't reach this kind of looping header, which really she should have saved. Um, And Tony wasn't too impressed. He was obviously there, and I shared my frustration at the result and and at the goal on the hand of pod WhatsApp group, and he replied right away. Um, He wasn't too impressed with the substitutions. There was one substitution with 13 minutes to go, which was the introduction of Shamila Rodriguez for Romina, Romina Nunez. And then two substitutions in stoppage time, um, one of which was Mariana La Roquette leaving the pitch um, to be replaced by Paulina Gramaglia, and the other of which was Diana Falfan leaving the pitch to be replaced by Daliva Hippolito, and both of those players had looked basically
1: almost dead on their legs for about half an hour by that point. Shamila um, Rodriguez, who has been, as usual, slammed in the social networks because yeah, people have just learned that she's got a Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. tattoo for the first time, even though yeah. she's had it for
0: yes. three years or something at least. I think now. Um, yeah, and this happens every time Argentina play. I'm pretty
1: sure. But supporting Cristiano Ronaldo for this for, for them looked like she was anti Messi. Yeah. But, well, Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, overall, the performance was not bad. The, the stats. Yes don't look particularly great especially in terms of shots but the truth is that in the first half Argentina had a couple of opportunities that could have made the game go free kicks definitely. especially free kicks yeah particularly from free kicks and there was an overhead kick as well I think from maybe Ladroquette or somebody in the first half at one point I can't remember now um,
2: I have no idea to be honest I wasn't going to stay up until 3am to watch the game and all the other games in the World Cup have been on Direct TV which I don't have so. indeed yeah, yeah. Explain, <laughs> explain this World Cup to me as if I had no idea. No, what but the time. matches
1: played by Argentina are also broadcasted by the public TV. Yeah, the Argentina ones, but at three o'clock in real. the morning. Ah, before. yes, okay.
0: um, <laughs> Which is too
3: late.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, I've, I've not seen any of the other games either for the same reason, um, but for, from what I've heard, this was one of the more entertaining, if not the most entertaining match um, early on in what has apparently not been a classic uh, World <laughs> Cup so far. Um, but Romina Nunez had looked lively while she was on the pitch, uh, Defi Banini had a decent game um, going forward as well, so there's promise, but it's all on this match this evening, kicking off at the bizarrely early time for us here in Argentina of 9pm against South Africa, who we had um, obviously there on the uh, schedule on the calendar marked as the potential uh, game in which argentina would be could could have the best chance of getting their first ever world cup victory um and maybe feeling a little bit less confident about that after what south africa did against sweden which was very impressive indeed and also leaving it quite late if i remember rightly to lose only 2-1 um, fingers crossed south africa of ref- spent all of their energy no offence meant to any of our South African listeners of course um,
1: <laughs> well no if they yes, have or not by the, the, the time this comes out I the guess, preview so, yeah. the preview was uh, perhaps uh, lucky for Argentina that they had their second match against South, South Africa and not Sweden but now yes we have to see
0: indeed yeah um, it's it's all to play for still for now but it's looking a little bit less optimistic it, it, it was just so frustrating to get so close to a point and not get there
2: um, we do have a WhatsApp message from Tony in the Hand of Bob group, and apparently he is happy that Gramaglia is in the starting lineup for today's game. Indeed, yes. Um, Hand of Bob friend, Brown. Yes. Which I'm guessing is uh, Yank. Sophie, yeah. yeah. Sophie Brown. Who, I, I, can't, I can't remember <laughs> the age the surname. Didn't, didn't have the best match against oh, yeah.
0: Italy. Um, didn't. Have no, a poor one either, but gave the ball away a couple of
2: times in the second half. Communication problems, possibly. Uh, no, no, I like, don't... I
1: think I mean, it,
2: but she didn't know what they were saying. From, from <laughs>
0: what she told us, I think she, she is able to communicate on the pitch just fine. She's Excellent. also been playing for a Mexican club for most of the last year, so yeah. that, that helps there. It's more off the pitch that the socialising side of it is a little more stilted at the moment. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so Correa has kept her place in goal. Obviously, there are no surprises there. Uh, this looks like a largely unchanged team, in fact.
2: Um, Except for Gramaglia, I believe.
0: No, Gramaglia was... Oh, of course, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Gramaglia starts, and... Um, yeah. Hang on a second, I've got to go back into the Italy <laughs> game now. Uh, yes, I think apart from that, apart from Gramaglia coming in for that rocket it's the same there we go I've now confused myself about which app I'm in on my computer oh right my, my phone's just decided to go to dark mode because I've only got 15% battery left that's why everything's changed kind of um, so that's the outlook for the women's world Cup. obviously keep listening because at the end of the episode I will give you this full time mm. score uh, of Argentina versus South Africa we'll have to members. get an on the
2: ground update from, from Tiny at some point if they're still in it by next Thursday I think
0: if Argentina make it out the group stage, then I'll definitely try to arrange <laughs> some kind of audio thing with Tony here uh, to um, add to the podcast. Mm. We've also had a bit of a Copa Argentina bonanza mm. this mm. week. Um, it is, as we record, the 27th of July, and we have had one, two, three, four matches played, none today, um, but there were. Th- Three no, there were two on the twenty fifth and two on the twenty sixth. That's Tuesday and Wednesday to you. Um, Estudiantes beat All Boys one nil. Oh, I forgot to mention in our league roundup that um, Benjamin Rolhiser in Estudiantes four nil win scored an Olympico to open the score. Oh, don't see those every week. Uh, anyway, Estudiantes beat All Boys one nil with a goal from Mauro Mendes uh patronato the holders are out they lost 2-1 to argentinos
1: so um, they will be not definitely not be in copa libertadores 20,
3: unless no. well, oh no, unless they,
0: they might win this year's Copa libertadores so. no they won't will they because they're out nah. and they're out and they're out, out. So the out. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay so couple of right. weeks for so so Patronato. indeed yeah mm. who would have thought they'd go out of all those competitions mm. um excursionistas uh, Lost 4 1 to Almagro in an all
2: lower division clash uh, with. Um, hat trick there from Enzo Ariel Fernandez. Yes. Important to list the highest. The lane there. Well, I guess to differentiate from another player who Indeed, yeah. has not scored a hat trick in the Copa Argentina, to no. the best of my knowledge. Because he's so a fraud. Advantage Enzo Ariel. Indeed. And San Lorenzo
0: versus Platense finished 0 0. Obviously. Um, and then San Lorenzo won the shootout
2: the shootout well, was a yeah. there I must say um, oh. marked by Augusto Batasha saving Platense's final penalty and then scoring San Lorenzo's final penalty oh, yeah, so and I mean, send sending through I mean that's that's a move lining up your goalkeeper to take the fifth kick hmm. um, but one I am definitely in favour of I guess maybe after 90 hard minutes just having the player who has to walk the least distance to um, the penalty spot is yeah. some sort of advantage.
0: True, yeah. I wonder whether they should make that, uh, just no, obviously they shouldn't, but whether there'd be an argument for making that the rule. Your goalkeeper has to take the fifth kick.
2: I think that would be a very good rule.
0: That could introduce a nice amount of jeopardy and add a hell of a
2: lot of pressure to the
0: fourth kicks mm. if everybody's gone perfect.
2: Well, or maybe not even the fifth kick, just at some at somewhere, somewhere the five, in the five, first five, five, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, are we on to something here? I hope Infantino isn't listening, because this could be awful <laughs> entirely.
1: Xiany, of course not. Shino, maybe.
2: No, I'd be surprised. Yeah, uh, who knows. But, Did yeah. we mention the big upset on the podcast? No, because we hadn't recorded. So is beating River again. Oh, of course, yes. I mentioned oh. it
0: at the very end ah, of yeah, the yeah. podcast when I gave the result. But yeah, Tasheris put River Plate out.
2: Extending their paternity I one 2-0? <laughs> what? 1-0.
0: 1-0? Yes. don't know why I had two in my head. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. they beat them for the second time this year.
1: Yeah. Yes. Fact. Yes. Uh, it was a dull match from River. Yeah, it was... It's no excuse for me that... the Or, or perhaps there is some point... In some way, you could... Yeah, they were they were the champions, and they uh, five days after they had to play Tacheres, the second best team in the in the league at least. Uh, it's no excuse; they played bad, and Tacheres were better. And they they admitted after the match afterwards that uh, they were like eager to win because of the, what happened in the league uh, that they were the champions, and to to face River was like special for them. Uh, and River didn't play that uh, that much as a final like not a final but it was a, a, a match in which you could be eliminated or advanced um,
2: a couple of tasty matches next week as well yes. looking at the uh, the fixtures oh go on I've already gone out of that on, oh. on the app so what are they? Colón versus Lanús ok and then that's on Wednesday Interesting for like a yeah, of tasty but carry
3: on I mean yeah all,
2: all liga professional game two teams aren't oh, yeah. no let us be good oh true yeah, yeah especially lot, you know Pedro la Vega could be a bit of a Cop Argentina hero this year maybe mm-hmm. Chaco forever against Rosario Central so a good team against a team with a very good name yeah and then on Thursday we have Banfield against Estudiantes de Rio Cuarto and Belgrano against claypole so, okay. a couple of giant killing opportunities, yeah, which Never is what we all like to could have happened. Absolutely not.
0: Um, and having discussed all of that, then it's now time to talk about the big salmon shirted elephant in the room, uh, which is the Inter Miami somehow have managed to turn around their poor form and win two games in a row for the first time yeah. since anybody can remember them playing any football. But not in
1: the MLS, but in the League's Cup.
0: Still, just two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, yes, of it's course. Fine.
2: First um, time since May they've managed to do this. Yeah, it when is it's needed.
0: It's a complete mystery yeah. as to what's changed in, in those two <laughs> matches for them. Um, obviously, media, all over Argentina have uh, been giving this a lot of coverage and we've all seen the goals we haven't seen anything other than the goals because nobody's got Apple TV Plus Mm. Uh, but we get to see the goals and and the assists Um, you all
2: know what happened do either of you have anything to say about it? Uh, First of all I think Messi's going to do very very well in uh, United States in football if the defending that allowed him to score those two goals and then mm. Vicky got an assist as well right
3: yeah.
2: uh, is any indication especially the first one I mean uh, I mentioned it on Twitter like the first time it's the first time Messi has received the ball in front of him with space. Pretty much since he's been a professional footballer. <laughs> it just never happens. He just had a free run on goal and his, no one has ever left in Messi. In his second
0: match for Barcelona, the opponents had already wised up to the fact yeah. that he don't do that.
2: I think you would probably have to go back to under-13s in um, <laughs> Barcelona, Cadete, Ao, B or whatever the, the hell it was to, to find the last time. Or when he was playing for Grandoli in some scr- piece of scrubland in Rosario. Mm. And then he's probably still got kicked harder then than than he did that uh, than he will at any point in um in MLS. So I think he's gonna make a success of it. Um sad, you know, to see Phil Neville's son running out into the bench. Uh, yes, of course it
1: is. <laughs> and he will have no I don't know whether Tomás Aviles, but they will he will have a uh, Facundo Farias, the, the Colon offensive midfielder who was in a point, at uh, some point, uh, a link with River Boca mm. One, he would finally leave, find, uh, join Messi. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm know. still not sure on the specifics of how the hell they're getting away with this because, um, so many foreign players. Well, yeah, MLS has quite uh strict rules on what players you can have. Not, no, just, it's, more it's not foreign players, like it's, it's you know, how much contract cut, so, how much salary cut mm. you can pay each one. Um, and you have to imagine, you know, Messi makes more than most squads combined um not to mention sakia was gets um and uh the other new players Jordi Alba. yes and then uh, they, they, i'm not entirely sure what creative accounting is going into that um but but there's possibly rules. the end of the salary cap as we know it because yeah. i'm i'm guessing whatever they're doing well, it's all- other. US I'm teams are going to want to fallacy. it's also all overseen
0: by the league, isn't it? Because one of the things Messi was supposedly offered was the opportunity to have his own franchise when he retires. Mm. Um, so there's that as well. And, yeah. and the oh, app- I'm not sure how
2: I Inter can offer him that. No, no, but well, that's the
0: point. Yeah. MLS offered him that, right? So there's some degree of his contract which is overseen centrally. Yeah. Um, in I believe in common with certain other designated players because. Beckham had the similar thing, which of course is why into miami now exists. He had a similar mm. agreement when he went to LA Galaxy.
2: Can um, you see Messi giving enough of a shit to run his own football? No, game? not really. No,
0: But I'm sure he'd like to own one that brings in loads of money. Because <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing he likes doing more than scoring goals and winning trophies, it's making
2: money. Yeah. We should mention, weirdly enough, that second game in this competition, no one had Any idea existed until a week ago. No, no one outside North America, we should say. I doubt even many people in North America, to be honest, Um, had not one but two reigning World Cup champions because Thiago Almada was on the other side for Atlanta United, and Mm. indeed Mr. Pinoy. Mm. Um, Something that I think that's definitely a shot in the arm for US football. I mean, did anyone have predicted, I know, four years ago, that MLS would have two reigning? Uh, World Cup champions in the next cycle? Probably not. Probably not.
0: I mean, as I said at the time, the biggest shot in the arm for US football per se is probably that Almandra became the first player to win the World Cup. While after I mean, the that US Club.
2: definitely gave it kind of a gleam of um, seriousness. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Messi's going to have a lot of fun. He seems like he's having a great amount of fun. Yep. Yeah, he's all of his
0: bought all of his teammates expensive headphones with. Into miami branding on them I don't know why the club oh. couldn't provide those for them but apparently it was on him to provide them as presents fair enough um, so yeah uh, we're not going to give you the brand name of those expensive headphones because they're not sponsoring this podcast so but
2: but if you'd, you'd like, like to you
0: yeah, we'll take your money indeed uh, yes Dr. Dre please do <laughs> paypal me $100 and I'll mention <laughs> the brand name of your headphones on here uh, shall we move on to this questions? Let's move on to Mr's question. Or
2: should we mention that we have Libertadores coming up by the time we record? Oh,
0: yes, we do, don't we? Uh, The first legs of the Copa Libertadores de América round of 16 matches will be taking place next week. Yes. On the 1st of August, Argentinos Juniors host Fluminense. Fluminense? I'll do this in Portuguese for you, Dan, since you enjoy hearing it. Thank okay. you. Also on the 1st of August, a couple of hours later, River hosts Internacional. Oh. Uh, from Alero, where? From where? So. From Porto, do Porto Alegre. Um, Bolívar at hosts Atlético Paranaense. At the same time as the River Inter match, in fact. Uh, hmm. On the 2nd, Nacional hosts Boca Juniors. Deportivo Pereira are at home to Independiente del Valle. And Atlético Mineiro... Host uh, And on the third it's Flamingo versus Olympia, Atletico Nacional versus Racing Club, and, oh, that's it. So yes. the third presumably is going to be Thursday, and therefore that match will be taking place while we record. A uh, little
2: bit after, I would imagine, at 9 o'clock. 9pm, 9
0: so you... depending on how
2: early or late we record. Uh, or well, we could possibly that. record on I Friday know. to get all the matches in, I guess. We shall see. Since we won't mind. have any games at the weekend. Oh,
0: good point. Yeah, that could be yes. a good one. Anyway, we're just getting into admin now, so let's yes. go on to listeners' questions. Um, the first mention that we have was from Dan pointing out that uh, Tomás Aviles was moving to into Miami and that he's in love with them, as you will have
2: heard if you listen to this podcast. I feel um, like we had a late question again. Let me just see if it shows up.
0: Is this another one which I can't see, that you can. I mean, I do have two
2: here. I feel like I saw it a few days ago, but maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, from mistaken. last week. Yes. Let me just I a look.
0: don't see any. I can just see an ongoing conversation from last week's uh, question from Machiavelli about getting San Lorenzo tickets. Ah, that was possibly it. Then. There, were, there were various replies to that. Uh, anyway... The questions that we have had this evening are from RBI, who says predictions for the Argentinian teams in the Copa Libertadores. Well, I've just read out the. Who Um. So what do we think, guys?
2: Of complete um, Racing.
0: No, let's go through them in order. Argentinos versus Fluminense. That's gonna be. Tr- I mean. Mm,
2: yeah. Got to make Fluminense. I think the. Yeah. Uh, the favourites there, particularly since, you know, they'll c- uh, conclude that tie at home in uh, yeah. in the Maragana. With the, yeah. what's becoming
0: kind of cult famous uh, unorthodox tactics mm. um, on the ball and the absolute battering they gave River in the Maracana. Mm. I think in
1: 60-40 it's not that
0: 70-30 I'd say.
2: There's a chance Argentina's definitely but I think mm. this, it'll be a game where I think they might just come up short after a really good group stage, but this, this is going to be a, a whole other challenge. River
0: versus Internacional. I don't think I'm going to make River favourites narrowly. No, really. They came through a strong group. Um, they have the advantage they've of. Got, um, they've got a lot of experience mm-hmm. of winning Copa
2: Libertadores matches in their squad. They do have the advantage of uh, playing against Chacho Khalid, who, of course, yeah, suffers uh, against River whenever he has to face him as a coach. Uh, so that could be a bit of a shot in the arm. Uh, tough one, I call. Tough one, I call. I think I would. Um, I'll side with you and put River slightly ahead of that one.
0: But I think, just from the neutral point of view, I think that's probably the tie of the round in terms of just. Balanced, two really mm. good teams, and it's very hard to call. They're
2: well, um, saying that to have Ener Valencia up front, and he seems like just the kind of guy to go off and score four against River.
3: Mm.
2: Well, we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nacional versus Boca. Uh, Boca. Yeah.
2: Yes. I, I would not going to be easy. Not going to be particularly entertaining. But with the second leg in the bombonera. But um, they make uh, it.
1: Chile, it, is a yeah. Nacional who has talked about the. Yeah, not the garra, but that you Nacional know, will, will be tougher than perhaps Boca supporters may thought. Yeah,
2: they're not going to be easy at all, but I don't think they got enough yes. of that um, to to break Boca down and to get a a decent enough result in the first leg which would send them to the Bombonera with a decent chance. Yeah,
1: and Atletico Nacional versus Racing. Mm. I think Racing are favourites because the Colombian sides are in the quite strong. Perhaps they surprise surprised at, at this cooperatory, but I don't see, generally, Colombian sides like strong like they were before.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Rassi. Um, I think They'd like to have a couple of players at least who make their debuts in that game, um, at the very least from the bench. Um, they just got to get, stay within reach, I think, um, in Medellin. A draw would be an absolutely fantastic result, and if they can keep Nacional um, under wraps, uh, you put them, you put them uh, as the favourites for the for the home game. Yeah. Quite, quite optimistic. Be there, Russia Martinez will be. Optimistic. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. He, if he is, it will be his first match for Racing in like ten years. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, chucking new players in with barely any training, barely any preparation. It, it's risky. Um, yeah. Which is why, yeah, that first game, you just got to go with the players you know, the players who have been together for, for a few weeks, a few months now, and hope to get the result. And then, with a bit more experience and a bit more um, time under their belts, you can chuck a few of the, the new guys in for the for the return. League.
0: Yeah, in summary... Um we're consistent because we said a couple of weeks ago before the, the draw was made that River were going to be the second place team that the others would probably all want to avoid mm. and that's held out by the predictions we've just made. Uh, yeah. Argentinos have a chance but are probably second favourites in their tie. River Inter is really, I think, a bit too close to call and the other two, Racing and Bocca, both won their groups so and we're mm. expecting them to, to go through. Um, but it's the Libertadores knockout stage. Yes, it is absolutely. football in its maximum expression, as one of my favourite uh, Spanish language phrases goes, um, and it's going to be gonzo one way or another.
2: And we should mention uh, the Sudamericana as well. A couple of really those massive well? Argentina Brazil matches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, in that case, we should. Do you want me to go for them since I've got it open? Why not go for it? I'm just going to say the Argentine team, so I don't think sure. anyone really cares about the non-Argentine Sudamericana teams. Uh, there are four. Participants. Defensa Justicia will take on Emelec, that game's on Tuesday. Um, San Lorenzo take on Sao Paulo on Thursday. (sighs) Estudiantes meet Goyesh on Wednesday. And back on Tuesday, because this list isn't in grammar order, Corinthians mules. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Newells in recent form could, when they're interested,
2: mm. they could do something there. Got and something Newells good. have the the home advantage for that. Mm. So they will define the tie yes. in the Estadio Bielsa. Defensa
1: yes. Justicia have announced the signing of Lucas Prato. Right. Oh, wow, okay. So it's depending on his physical form, he will be a great, uh, great value.
3: Mm. Oh,
1: yeah. And we've had one more question. It's from somebody,
0: Dan Colas-Simon. Hmm. Don't know who that is, <laughs> Never heard of him. Uh, Who says, is the Women's World Cup getting much cut through in Argentina? Uh, as we said before, first of all, it's all on direct TV, which most people don't have. And secondly, it's all in the middle of the night or very early in the morning. So,
2: limited. No, mm-hmm.
0: I, I would say that the women's matches are certainly getting a lot of coverage kind of after the event as well. Like, if you're a football fan in Argentina then you don't really have much of an excuse for not knowing that
1: yes. Argentina lost to Italy 1-0 12 hours after it happened kind of thing mm. like, you know, the time is not nice the time um, in which they play so yes it that yeah. is a huge huge handicap okay. the, the stadium was packed with people anyway mm. but yes people that were perhaps unless or, or either they travelled or they were there so it's mm. not 3am uh, for them of course um But yeah, it's
0: it's much better than the women's World Cup two women's World Cups ago, when we were barely even aware it was happening. Um, But yeah, the timing is, I think, the real kicker, and it's a bit of a kicker as well in terms of obviously the place that women's football is at at the moment in Argentina, with this being the first World Cup since the league went professional. Anyway, and oh, it happens to be in the middle of the night.
1: Women football in general is slowly in a slowly way. getting more attention. Mm. Well, you mentioned that you wanted to watch a River game and you couldn't get the tickets. Mm. That is that is a point to, to that means something, of course.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, so, yeah, it, it it kind of is um, getting some, but as Dan will be well aware, it kind of revolves around how well the national team are doing. Mm. If they win in... Yeah. Well, kickoff's now in 35 minutes, so if they win in a couple of hours' time, it's going to go through the roof, rip- especially for a match at 9 o'clock at night. It's perfect prime time. Yeah, prime time team. helps. Definitely. But as long as AFA... of team's games uh, are on TV Publica,
1: and they say, so... But a good thing to do for AFA after the World Cup is to schedule matches, not at 9 a.m. perhaps, in the morning. That will help for people to go to the matches. Hmm. And to enge- engage something mm-hmm. more, because...
0: Yeah, yeah, because so many of the games at the moment are at times where you don't even realise they're happening until they're over. Uh, not in the Women's World Cup. Andres is now talking about the, the Women's League. Um, that, yeah, it does detract from it a little bit and it, it doesn't make things easier for casual viewers on TV and it obviously doesn't make things that much easier for people who are dedicated
1: and to the you stadium watch, as well. I don't say that they, that people should pay for, for the matches, but sometimes you have on YouTube uh, the live stream of the matches hmm. Uh, and of course if you at least to watch them live at, at this platform it's good. But that does not invite you to go to the match. It's you stay at home and watch it and this is it. Yeah, indeed. Um
0: so thanks for that question Dan and welcome back to Hand of Pot mm. after nearly three years out because we had him on Hand of Pod extra for tenth
2: anniversary, didn't we? I think we oh, No we had him on during the World Cup as well. For an extra year, you talked about Australia uh, before that. Oh, yeah. Last 16-tough. Yeah. Forgotten about that. Yeah. So, only seven months-ish. Indeed. Um, always Lucky now. never left.
0: Indeed it is. Yeah, so much so that I've completely forgotten about it. <laughs> um, those are all of our listeners' questions for this week. So, after this theme music, I will give you the final Mystic Sam of the 2023 Liga Profesional. Don't go away. go Argentinos Juniors get us underway on Friday evening, they host Estudiantes and I think that's, oh that's an entertaining match given those two teams recent form. I think that's going to be a draw but it's going to be like 2-2 or something. Watch it, it'll be good either way. Union then are at home to Defensa y Justicia. I'm going for an Union win there, I think, maybe. and then also on oh well wow, those are both in the afternoon in fact those are both 4:30 kickoffs tomorrow afternoon because why not it's not a bank holiday <laughs> but that that's how much match going fans matter in Argentina um, Newell's versus Tacheres. I think he's going to be a Newell's no I don't hang on no I think that's going to be a draw um, Belgrano versus Rosario Central I think will be a Central win and also on Friday evening. Uh, the champions are going to be presented with their trophy in the Monumental and predicting what they're going to do against Racing is tricky because on the one hand River have a big Copa Libertadores knockout game next week and on the other hand... After Racing! Racing have a big Copa (laughs) Libertadores! So are both teams going to just feel...
3: Both teams on Tuesday?
0: Um, Both teams have their matches on Tuesday, the first day? No, Racing is on Thursday. So Racing have got a couple more days to, to prepare afterwards. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw in that one because I doubt that either team is going to be particularly
1: yes, uh, over uh, so The attention that the people, or well, I you' not know players, but that will be on, on that match is, I think, minimum.
0: Yeah, and plus it's going to be all very before the Lord Mayor's show, given that the trophy is presumably going to be shown after the match rather <laughs> than, than before it. Um, on Saturday, Central Córdoba versus Atletico Tucumán is a match you absolutely should not watch if you value your eyes and I Derby be... how can you be so a- flippant about it it's not going to be a great one though is it <laughs> Sarmiento versus Banfield I think will be a s- s- Banfield win I'm not saying that with much conviction though mm-hmm. I think that Boca will beat Independiente in Avellaneda. I think that Tigre versus San Lorenzo will be a draw Lanús versus Barracas Central will be a Barracas Central win. Arsenal versus Colón. Ooh, big relegation clash. Because um, Colón are hovering yes. down there. They're like three points ahead of Huracán, um, who are currently in the, the second bottom spot in the league and therefore the, the league's relegation spot because Arsenal are still bottom of the Promenals. um mm, I think Colón will win it. Mm. Yeah, why not? Someone's going to win it. Huracán vs. Beles, I think will be an Huracán win semi-clásico, that one, of course um, Gimnasia vs. Platense is going to be a Gimnasia win and I think that Godoy Cruz will get a home win over
1: Instituto You could call, call Gimnasia Platense a clásico one team from La Plata and the other is called Platense Indeed, yes, it is clásico Platense
0: would literally be the clásico Platense in that case, yes. wouldn't it, yeah um, thank you very much indeed
3: for Hold this up, team. Sam.
2: Hold up. Ooh, ooh, I just what, remembered. God, I forgot just... to mention something of vital importance. Go on. Talking about Tomas Aviles, you know, Inter Miami's new star, best Argentine on their team. I forgot to mention that part of that deal will be that Racing and Inter Miami oh, yeah. will play a friendly together. Whereabouts? I don't know. But okay. even if it's in Miami, I'm, I'm quite tempted to go. <laughs> Because when, when else would I get to see Messi playing against Terraci? Indeed, yeah. Probably well, never. Almost definitely never. Mm. Unless the Copa Libertadores expands to North America, which yeah. is possible, and into Miami get good, which seems a little bit less impossible than, I'm than two weeks ago. Just one yeah. night, I think that's all
1: they needed.
2: What you say? Well,
1: if it's in not having you decided why they could play at Miami mm. or at Bexaneda? This is true. I would have thought that they're going to want
0: that. I would have thought that racing as well. They're going to want to do it in the stadium that brings in mm. more ticket money because presumably the attraction here is that you get a cut of the gates and you get a cut. All of the, the money. All of the game. money will be for racing. Oh really? Okay. Yes. Well, in that case, they're definitely going yeah. to want to play at the states.
2: Yeah, I guess sixty thousand out the stadium. Fifty thousand fans paying in pesos against twenty thousand paying in dollars. Yeah hundred carry the one. Plus, if you play it in the cinema,
0: role, then you're going to have to put up with loads of socios saying, look, we've already played our quota, so we should get
2: it free. This is true. Just in case that doesn't happen, um, I would like to announce if any of our listeners would like to donate money to a Let's Send Dan to Miami to watch Racing against Inter of Miami. Um, tell me how to do that. <laughs> And I will set something up on the internet. Yes, and me. you can give me money. Let
0: Dan know if you want him to set up a Kickstarter. And tell me how to do it, please. i tell him how to do that. Um, and we shall then see how to make it happen. Um, anyway, thank you very much indeed for listening to us. And we'll be back next week to review the league season and tell you what the plans are for the break before the Copa de la Liga and the rest of the year, because mm. I need to work out some plans for that. Um, for reasons that will become apparent if you're not already already aware of them. For now, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye from Andres. Thank you, goodbye. From English Dan. Goodbye. And from me, thank you, and goodbye. Argentina is still waiting for their first World Cup win, but they did claim a point, and they made it hard for themselves, they went 2-0 down to South Africa, but then... A long-range golasso from our friend Sophie Brown and a close-range header from half-time substitute Romina Nunez pulled it back and it finished Argentina 2, South Africa 2. So, all to do in the final group stage match against Sweden in a few days' time.